Hey, everybody, it is the Loftus Party. Where you know what we do here? Here's what we do. We overcome adversity. We overcome adversity. We had a couple little glitches today, some setbacks, but you know what? Uh, adversity is just an opportunity that you spell and pronounce adversity. Ha! How about them apples? So uh, we've got a great show. We've got a crazy show. I'm on my uh, iPhone, my iPhone 6, because I like the headset. I'm not going to up, upgrade to the 7. Uh, and then over on the other side of the country, we have uh, a young man by the name of Andrew Apple. What's happening, Andrew? How's it going, Michael? Yes, I'm, I'm here in... Uh... I, I normally I'd say sunny Los Angeles. It's actually a little gloomy today, unfortunately. I'm laughing at that. Ha ha ha. Because it is uh, crazy cold in Long Island. We had this cold uh, front uh, just blow in last night. It was crazy. Now me, I don't like the horror movies. Okay. This is a fun to know fact. This is a fun little anecdote. I don't like the horror movies. I used to when I was younger, but now there's like just there's there's already enough scary shit in the world, right? I don't need to be uh, paying people to scare me. Kevin James loves them. He loves the horror movies, and I'm like, you know, dude, you know, you've got kids, you've got a wife. Why do you want to be scared? He's like, I love it. I love all of it. And then he goes on to like quickly describe all the little aspects he looks for in a horror movie. He goes, I like the wind blowing through the trees. The door that's slamming, the old man on the porch looking in the distance trying to find this dog. Samson, Samson, and the dog's not coming back. What happened to the dog? The creepy nurse, like he loves that shit, right? So last night, the wind is blowing. We're riding. It's crazy late. I go outside to have a smoke. The security gate, I don't know where the guard went, right? The lights are on in the guard station. The wind is blowing. The gate is just like opening and closing, slamming on its own. And I'm like, Samson, Samson, <laughs> it was frightening as all hell. I didn't like it. So we've got cold weather here. So I'm glad it's not sunny and wonderful in Los Angeles. Ah, okay. Yeah. There you go. Have a little taste of that. Well, you guys still need the rain, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like uh, the quote-unquote winter here in Los Angeles because it's the equivalent to a fall in the Midwest. And I, I always like the fall. All right. Well, that now that's happening. So we need to update the people on the news. Here's what I know. And I'm going to say this is why people uh, tune in to the Loftus Party. This is why people go to the theloftusparty.com is because we don't mess around. Here's what I know. Uh, the third debate. Not yes. a lot of new stuff there. No. Not a lot of... It was like pretty much the same thing. Trump did his thing. Uh, Hillary, that lady, did her thing. No, I don't think anybody's minds have changed. Everybody's locked in. So now it's the final couple weeks uh, to the election. It's very exciting. There's more chicks still coming out of the woodwork. Uh, that say uh, Trump groped him. He's desperately trying to stay on message, and I think it's neck and neck. I don't believe the polls. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I'm, I, I think that. I, well, it'll be. Here's the thing, and I just want to be on the record as saying it. I don't believe the polls right now. We could be staring at like a Brexit uh, type thing, where like the polls going up to Brexit, they're like, it's over. It's over, people. Stay home. It's a landslide. You're going to lose. And then the people voted for Brexit. So maybe maybe that's just wishful thinking. Uh, the people tell me, though, that uh, Trump is just going to get hammered. Uh, and then he's going to lose. <laughs> but he's not a drinker, so that joke doesn't work. Um, so we'll see what happens. We've got one more show before the election, right? One more or two? Uh, as a podcast, I think think if i have our schedule correct we should have two more because uh, because we should have one the day before the election that oh my lord i will just lose my mind i'll lose my mind on the podcast the day before the election i won't be able to sleep i'll be all nervous so that seems like there's a lot of time Old Donald Trump can make up a lot of... If he just stays on message, that's... Here's the other thing that I can't stand. This is great. I like doing this. This is a different... Usually we have uh, uh, Stacey Lennox on the show. My apologies to Stacey. She's fantastic. 
If you're a huge Stacey Lennox fan, don't worry. She'll be back next week. And I think we found a nickname that's going to stick. It's either it's either uh, Liberty Gypsy or Freedom Gypsy. I think I think it was I think it's Liberty Gypsy. I, I think we're going to stick with like Liberty Gypsy. Better. Okay. So she's already voted. Yes. And I tell you what, I thought about this. I thought about this. I think that was a big mistake. I think it was a big mistake. Right? Like, wouldn't you feel horrible? Like, what if something happened? What if something happens like two days from now? And she's like, oh my gosh, I didn't want to vote for uh, that candidate. I changed my mind. Wouldn't you be terrified of that? You know, I, I can only speak for myself. I personally wouldn't be terrified if I were in Stacy's shoes. I think that if you're someone who's deciding between the two major party candidates, then yes, I can understand where that fear would come from. But if you know you're going to vote third party, like she's been very clear she's going to, I mean, like, is there anything that you really think that some of these never Hillary people could say to convince them to vote for Hillary? Oh, no, but they could go Gary Johnson. They could go for Evan McMullen. Or, uh, I, I got the name right, I hope. You I did. Hope you McMullen. did. You nailed it. And I already hate myself for saying his name out loud. I do not like him. I do not like him. You know, because you know what that guy is? He's a patsy. He's just a, a stand-in, hired-gun patsy. That guy's not... He wasn't... He never... Like, at least, here's what I respect about Gary Johnson and about Jill Stein. They've been at this for a while. They've been going at it for a long time. They've got the Green Party. Uh, they've got the Libertarian Party. And all of a sudden, this douche von douchebag just gets hired by a bunch of other stuffed shirt douchey von douchebag people. And they're like, hey, why like he's not on the ballot in all 50 states. He's just, a, just some jerk ass wipe hanging out in Utah just stealing votes. I'm not a fan of his at all. And now, now we really have to know who Stacey voted for, because I think uh, I think it'll probably be Evan. She'll probably be mad at me now uh, because I, I said bad things. I know nothing about Evan McMullen, right? Nothing. But that's the wonderful thing about having your own show. You get to do stuff like this. You just rail on people, and there's zero repercussions. It actually feels quite good. So, um, uh, in other news, more WikiLeaks are coming out. By the day, uh, they're, they're driven and driving them out. And here's what I like about the WikiLeaks. Here's what I other than just uh, it's like little droplets of truth and you can, you can see behind the curtain and the inner workings and, and what's going on and the secret little schemes and the plots. I really like that. It's like a soap opera, but much scarier because it's real life. Here's what I like. They tried to shut down... Um, old Julian Assange's uh, internet at the at the embassy, right? And I don't know who shut it down. They're like, hey, stop messing around in the uh, the election, and they shut it down. And then Julian Assange or somebody on his behalf, they were calling on people. They're like, go to the embassy, hold up your cell phone, have your cell phone be a hot spot, and we're going to get Julian back on the internet. And to me, that's very romantic. That's a very romantic notion. It's like out of uh, Les Mis. It'll be like a. It'll be like in a Broadway show. No, and the people will be singing and take your cell phones and hold them up. I'm not good at music. Hold your cell phones for Julian. It'll be like Evita. It'll be something like that. <laughs> it'll be a big set piece. Are you excited about that show? I am. I've already. I've already written a big. A big uh, third act musical. <laughs> and I'm actually I can I can visualize it now. Like the stage is dark and everybody's holding up their cell phones and like some guy looks like an albino is playing Julian Assange and he's up on a step ladder all lonely and sad and the cell phone lights up. See, I'm an artist, man. That's what I do. I make art. What else happened with the WikiLeaks that I liked? Um, oh my gosh, the uh, the big they tried to take down the internet the other day. It was the craziest thing, but uh, there was some kind of internet attack. You know what I'm talking about, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So there's a major hub that is owned by a company called Dyn, D-Y-N, and they did a DDoS yeah. attack on it where they basically overloaded the servers so that major websites like Twitter couldn't be accessed. Right, right. And I love how you throw out those, those, uh, 
letters, like that means anything to me. There's, they had a DDY, and then they did a DTO attack. I don't know. Here's what I know. Uh, somebody tried to stop the Internet, and then it was going on, it was going on, and then, like, Julian Assange or somebody from WikiLeaks tweet, tweeted out, uh, that's enough, fellas. Uh, it's okay now. And then it stopped. That, I thought, was pretty cool. I mean, in a weird, like, kind of like, I want to... Here's the thing, like, with a political party, you're, like, kind of in a club, right? And I think now, in a weird way, I'm with, like, the rough-and-tumble guys of the right wing, you know? I'm, like, in the, the outside, uh, we don't really fit in anywhere, uh, people make fun of us all the time club, so I kind of like, I'm kind of like, yeah, get them, Julian Assange, get them, WikiLeaks. I'm definitely, I'm definitely in that camp right now, and, uh, and I'm not afraid... Everybody goes, and Marco Rubio said this the other day, and, and, and it really struck a nerve with me. Marco Rubio is like, hey, uh, be careful using WikiLeaks for political purposes, because today it's the Democrats, and tomorrow it's the Republicans. And I was fucking floored by that. I was floored, like, what? What kind of dubious shit are you getting into, guy? I tweeted that out. I'm like, hey, how about this, Marco? How about don't use your public office for private gain and you won't have to worry about WikiLeaks? Like what a horrible, like what a horrible statement for him to say, like, hey, let's not celebrate WikiLeaks now because they might dig up some dirt on us. Whoa, whoa, hold the phone, guy. What are you getting into? What little, what little plots and schemes do you have going on? So now if I, if I am Julian Assange, I'm like, hey, you guys, we should probably hack Marco Rubio next. Because it sounds like he's got some horrible shit in his closet. Um, so that's all I know off the top of my head. I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm completely addicted to WikiLeaks. It's why I don't want the election to be over. Because uh, I love it. I love the little you see behind the curtain. John Podesta said this to Donna Brazil, and she was passing notes to CNN and the debate. And Hillary was meeting with these guys, and Bill Clinton was getting a million dollars for a birthday present. It is juicy, man. It is the best nighttime soap opera, and it would be much more entertaining uh, if it was fictional. However, this is real, so there is that little frightening element to it. And like I said in the beginning, not a big fan of the scary. Don't like the scary. So that, uh, I think that gets us caught up for politics. Now we can get to the real juicy stuff. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. Wolverine trailer, Logan. <laughs> uh, this is the important. So many, so many awesome, crazy good, important things happened this week on the loftusparty.com. Not the least of which is uh, Logan, the new Wolverine trailer. You've seen it, yeah? Absolutely. Watched it three times. Oh my gosh. It's one of those things where it was like, wildfire in the office. Like I get up in the morning uh, and I check the Loftus party to see what Stacey's doing on there with the daily dose and see what our, we got some of the best bloggers, man. We have some of the best bloggers uh, and to read their articles and I'm loving it. I'm just looking at this thing. Like this is what I wanted, right? There's like uh there's a cool, you know, there's cool news here and then there's a new uh, movie trailer here and then there's an awesome article here and it's not all hate horrible and and life is shit. It's like life is pretty good and we can struggle through. So I see this thing for Logan and I'm like Logan and I look at the picture and I'm like is that what the what? And I click play and dude that 9 inch nails uh song starts playing with Johnny Cash, which is an awesome song, and that trailer, oh my God in heaven. It just, here's what I loved about it, dude. It just looked like a good movie, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you don't look at it like, oh, this looks like a, uh, a, a crappy X-Man movie, or this looks like a shitty Wolverine uh, tribute video. No, this is, it just looked like a cool movie. I have never, ever, 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 ever been excited about a Wolverine movie, and I'm excited about this one. More what did you do, Professor, Professor Xavier bouncing around in the back seat? You're like, what? I thought he was dead. It just looks cool. 
What were you going to say? Well, I was going to ask, what are you more excited about, the Logan trailer or the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer? Oh, dude, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, hands down, right? Like, if I can only see one movie, but shit, if I can only see one movie, it's going to be Rogue One. If I can see two movies, uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I'm, I'm terribly, here's what happened there. So I get up the other day, right? This is like a different morning. I get up, and I see that it's like, hey, theloftestparty.com, uh, we have a first look at Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Dude, I'm in my underwear. I'm dancing around like a kid on Christmas. I press play. I watch it, and it looks eerily uh, like a trailer for the first Guardians of the Galaxy. And it keeps going, and I'm like, well, there's like a minute left. Maybe this is a recap. And I keep watching, and I'm like, okay, there's like 20 seconds left. Maybe it's like a super long recap. And then at the end, it says, coming to theaters in like 2014. And so immediately... I'm on the phone with Stacy, and I'm like, that's the wrong trailer. You got the wrong trailer. So she immediately fixed it. I, oh, my gosh, that one. That movie has such great heart. It's the music that really holds that thing together. Now, you've, you've seen the trailer, right? Watched it four times. Absolutely. With the whole ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga. That's all I need to see. I need to hear, I need to hear ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, and shit's flying in outer space. And then, you know, there's Chris Pratt walking. I'm in. I am fucking in. I'm buying my ticket. I'm sitting in line. And then uh, you saw the little raccoon guy at the end with little, like, baby Groot on his shoulder. I am I'm totally stoked. And it was funny, too. Um, I don't know the name. Who's the tattoo guy played by the WWE wrestler, Bautista? That's Drax. Oh, yeah. That was a good joke. There are two types of people in the world. People who dance, and you need to learn how to dance, and you need a hug. It was all great. I was very excited about that. So that's all That's all great Loftus party stuff. Uh, and then, oh my gosh, one of the guys, one of the bloggers, uh, if I get your name wrong, I apologize. I'm in, a, uh, I'm in a parking lot outside of a television studio in Long Island on an iPhone, uh, desperately trying to entertain you people. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, I think his name is Paul Hare, uh, and he wrote an article, he wrote a blog for theloftestparty.com about who would win uh, Superman versus Batman, and he comes at it, he comes at it, I don't know, maybe he's not a comic book guy, maybe he's not a Superman-Batman guy, but he's pretty much saying uh, Superman wins game, set, and match, and he's like, I'm sorry. His whole, his whole thesis is, I'm sorry it wouldn't make a good movie, but Superman has heat vision, and that fight would be really short, okay? Which is a legitimate argument. I'm not going to bitch about that at all. That being said, as a fan of Batman, and reading out, I'm like, dude, let's not forget about Kryptonite. It's like he hasn't read the comic books, but dude, it has started a firestorm. I want to I say a special thank you uh, to Paul Hare, just for like, it's, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor to, to, to talk about Superman versus Batman and just come at it. Like, well, Superman would kick his ass. Like everyone has an opinion on that. Right. That's like, Oh, I'm trying to, I'm, I don't want to use like an abortion analogy, but it'd be going into, be going in like a, into a Hillary Clinton rally and going, I kind of think the TPP is a good idea. Right? Everyone's going to have an opinion. Hey, let's rethink the Keystone Pipeline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear where you're coming from. It's just, it's, you're, you're walking into something that's already, you know, covered in lava. And the minute you touch it, you're well, probably going to get burned. I, here, yes. But what I love is like people immediately are on Twitter and it's just great. Like whenever, whenever in doubt, bring up the Batman versus Superman thing. Because even after the movies and even after all the comic books, people still have opinions about it. Uh, and I want people to go to the website. I want to. I want to read those comments. I want to see the. I want to see the fights. Because one guy was on there and he's like, "Hey, Superman, heat vision from orbit," and like he was done. Like that was the end of his comment. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I wanted to write back. But see, I don't want to be part of it, right? I just want to watch it happen. But I'm like, how's Superman gonna hit him from orbit? I mean, what? I mean, he's got that good of aim. Like satellites can't do that, guy. Come on. I know he's Superman, but he's not like super duper man. <laughs> so it's fantastic. 
I'm very excited. I'm excited about uh, theloftestparty.com and all the new bloggers that have joined us. I like the first look movie clips. Uh, uh, I love I love all of it. It's going very very well. We've got two more weeks in the election. I don't want it to end. Uh, Trump. I, you know what? I guess he gave a speech from Gettysburg. I'm a loser. I didn't watch it. I didn't see it. I guess he did that thing where it's like on my first hundred days I would do this. I'm never a fan of that. I'm never a fan of the first hundred days. So. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens tomorrow. We'll see what happens the day after that. I'm having a great time. I'm writing on the, uh, the, uh, the Kevin can wait sitcom. Currently the number, I don't want to brag, but here I go. The number one, uh, new comedy in America. And you know what that means? That means I write a lot and it means you rewrite a lot. Uh, and as of this recording, uh, I have to go in and write some more. So here's what we're going to do. Big news, okay, big news coming. We Starting in, uh, what you is, it's next week. It's next week. It goes so fast. We're going to be taping uh, new episodes of the television show, The Flip Side, down at Hermosa Beach Comedy and Magic Club. You can contact the club. We'll have the dates locked in uh, very soon, very soon. But go to, the, go to the Hermosa Beach Comedy and Magic Club website, and as soon as we have the date locked in, Boop! It'll be on their calendar, so you can come out uh, and see a taping. That'll be in, in sunny California. Uh, I'll be ready for that after the winter here. So, we're very excited about Season 3. We got great guests. Uh, we got uh, Ann Coulter's coming back. Guy Benson's going to be on. Michael Steele's. We got, we got tons of guests. So now it's up to me. I got to uh, find some time to write some jokes for that. So I'm ready for that taping. And uh, to, get, to get you a little flavor, a little idea of what we've been doing, here are these are going to be some of the uh, some of our mo- our favorite moments from the show. Some of our other uh, let's call them classics, even though they're not that old. Some of our, our our favorite rants, some of our classic bits. So listen to those. Go to theloftestparty.com. Join the Batman versus Superman fight. Watch the Guardians of the Galaxy two trailer. Watch the Logan trailer, uh, start a chat group, listen to some podcasts, uh, and enjoy your life. It just got a whole lot better. This is Michael Loftus. We got Andrew Apple. Andrew, would you like to sign off with something special? How about uh, good night and have a pleasant manana? What was that? What? I didn't want to say good night and have a pleasant tomorrow, so I said good night and have a pleasant manana. All right, there you go. So enjoy the rest of the podcast. Uh, Flipside Loftus is the Twitter handle. I love you. It's the Loftus Party, theloftusparty.com. We will chat next week, my friends. Take care. All right, there you go. So enjoy the rest of the podcast. Uh, Flipside Loftus is the Twitter handle. I love you. It's the Loftus Party, theloftusparty.com. We will chat next week, my friends. Take care. having an, an awesome day my buddy uh not so good he got into a huge fight uh on the facebook and uh you try to tell these people don't do it because here's the deal no one is going to change anybody's mind on social media you can't change people's mind with facebook or twitter or tumblr or instagram the only place you might be able to change somebody's mind is tinder Okay, but I don't think you're there for a political argument. Swipe right, swipe right. Now, I've been seeing a lot of political arguments on Facebook uh, lately. This is the time. Now, here's something you're never going to see on Facebook. You're never going to see somebody type in, gee, your artfully crafted post has really made me rethink my position on that topic. Thanks for helping me see the light. I have to go now. I'm going to turn in all my guns. And you're right, I should use spell check. Ta-ta! It seems to me that's like all Facebook is anymore. It's these, these, uh, these endless comments by social justice warriors, right? These social justice warriors trying to prove that they're more concerned about humanity and things than other citizens, okay? If you find yourself in the middle of an argument with a social justice warrior, stop! 
stop right now and go outside. I swear, there's a wonderful world out there. Enjoy it. There's flowers and trees and birds and stuff. It's pretty awesome, okay? The social justice warrior thing amazes me. People just sitting in front of their computers all day, bashing America for 17, 18, 22 hours in a row. You know what I say? Go ahead, bash away, right? We got the First Amendment, you can say whatever you want. I just don't argue with them, all right? They have the right to believe what they want, and I have the right to believe what I want. I think it was Thomas Jefferson's best friend and co-founding father, Johnny Cash, who once said, <laughs> yeah, he was there. He said, I appreciate your right to burn your flag if you want to, but I really appreciate my right to bear arms and shoot you if you try to burn mine. Yeah. There, 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 there. That was Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash would shoot a dude, too. He would. He shot a man in Reno one time. Know why? Just to watch him die. <laughs> we all knew that, didn't we? All right. Now, all of the cool stuff, in my opinion, this is why I don't fight the social justice warriors. In my opinion, all the cool things America has to offer totally outweighs any stupid little meme some dimwit's going to post on Facebook, right? For instance, that little laptop you're posting on, yeah, the little laptop you're using to bash our way of life, you can thank good old-fashioned American capitalism for that, okay? Yeah, exactly. Are we perfect? No. Are we awesome? Yeah. America. America. We got tired of walking. Invented the car. You're welcome. Got tired of driving. Planes. Got tired of flying. Rockets to the moon. That's right. Look up at the moon sometime. Whenever you're bummed out, look at the moon. The American flag is up there. That's right. A flag and a car. We took a car to the moon and left a car there. We're a little white trashy. <laughs> Leaving a car in the front yard of the moon? Well, what can I say? When we go hillbilly, we go intergalactic hillbilly. All right? We are. We're still number one. America, we're still number one. We lead the world in education. Sure, you have to hold the list upside down and squint, but it's still kind of a win. You know what America still is number one at? And this is, this is for real. Rewarding people who try, okay? There's no big reward in sitting around and complaining. The big reward comes to people who go out there and do stuff. All the social justice warriors are really doing is saying, look at me, I'm more concerned than you are. Look at me. They just want attention for tearing us down and dividing us, right? And we still have more in common than we have that, 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 that pulls us apart. We are survivors. That's America. We have survived much tougher times than this. We survived the Civil War, the Great Depression, Vietnam, 80s hair bands. Come on. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. If we survive warrant, we can survive social justice warriors. You can't kill us. We are the Keith Richards of countries, right? Complete with questionable fashion choices. And everybody thinks we party way too hard, but we still put on great shows. We're the U.S. of A. Today, I thought we would open the show with a fun-filled talk about gun control. Because nothing says hilarious late-night comedy like gun control. Am I right? Yeah. Somebody wake up, Nana. All right. Normally, uh, this is the part of the show where I enlighten you and I'm like, hey, I've got the answer. I've got the solution. I figured out gun control. But tonight is extra special because guess what? I don't know. Ha, ha, ha. Do Americans have the right to bear arms? Yes. Yes, they do. Do I want my neighbor taking out helicopters with a rocket launcher? No. No, I don't. And what's the solution to our little gun control problem? I don't know. All I know is this. I get a gun. Yeah. All I'm hearing now, all I'm hearing now is people saying, yeah, we need tougher background checks, Mike. We need tougher background checks. Yeah, because criminals, oh, they regularly submit to background checks. Here's something you'll never hear. Hey, Bob, we're going to rob that bank today or what? Uh, heck yeah, Jimmy. Did you pass the background check? <laughs> Dang it all to heck. 
All right, I guess we'll go get real jobs. Dang gun control, background checks, messing with my lifestyle again. I snorted. Now, have you, here's the other new one they're, t- they're talking about. They're talking about having like little thumbprint scanners and GPS tracking and, and high-tech locks and passcodes on your gun like you'd have on your laptop or your cell phone. Uh, I don't, I don't want that in my life. That's too much pressure. It's the middle of the night. It's all dark and you hear something. You're like, honey, I think somebody's trying to break into the house. Go hide with the kids. Call 911. I'm going to re-enter the car. Did you plug in the gun? (laughs) He's in the house, honey. Hold on. I got a gun and I just got to figure out the passcode. She wrote it down and... Just one second. Ow, ow. He's stabbing me now. Okay. I'm going to... Oh, that was a, that was a kidney. That was a good shot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I'm just going to hold Control-Alt-Delete. And, uh... Can you hurry, honey? It's a lot of blood. I'm losing a lot of blood. No, take the jewelry. The good stuff's in the small drawer. Uh, no, I'm at something here called Task Manager. Can you figure that out? <laughs> All I know is this. I know this. When you need a gun, you want a gun right then and right now, okay? Here's a pesky fact. Gun deaths are at a 20-year low. Gun ownership is at an all-time high. And the areas with the most gun violence have the strictest gun control laws. Hmm. I think one could surmise that the only way to make things more safe is to have more guns. <laughs> right? The people who founded this country thought it was important for us to be armed, right? They thought it was so important they made it the second thing they wrote down on that big old list of rights. Right? Number one, freedom of speech. You can criticize the government. And freedom of the press. You can criticize the government. And if the government gets mad, well, too bad. Everybody's got guns. Okay? It's the ultimate safety net and that great big balance of power. The founding fathers were genius. If Congress goes crazy, the president can stop them. If the president goes crazy, the courts can stop them. There's three equal separate branches of government. And if they all three go crazy, we can stop them because we've all got guns. Think about it. Having the right to own a gun actually protects the rest of your rights from being taken away. If they take away your Second Amendment, there's not a heck of a lot you can do about all the other amendments, is there? You're just going to sit there all frowny face with no more rights being like, dang, I should have stopped him with my gun when I had a gun. In fact, I think the government should actually pay for my gun. Seriously, why not? Yeah. Seriously, they're giving away like, like health care and free cell phones. Where in the Constitution does it say you get health care and a free cell phone? Nowhere. I read it. It's not there. I do remember seeing the second thing they wrote down is that everybody has the right to bear arms. Therefore, I must ask, where is my free government gun? Do I call the Obamacare hotline? Did they fix that yet? And last but not least, this is, I'm really, I'm ranting now. Can we please stop with the gun-free zones, okay? A gun-free zone is just a sign. It's metal with some paints on it. It's not a magic force field that's going to dissolve a gun like on Star Trek. However, speaking of Star Trek, I will give up my gun when they invent the Star Trek phaser, right? When everybody has a Star Trek phaser and they're all set to stun, that's going to be great. You don't have to shoot at people anymore. You can just stun them. And then you tie them up and you draw crude things on their head. It'll be great. The whole world will be like a giant frat prank. Okay, but until that happens, I'm getting a gun. Sad news today, honestly. Uh, um, uh, Jimmy Carter says he's got cancer. He's 90 years old. And, and honestly, everyone here at the, at the flip side, the whole stuff... Uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to you, Jimmy. Fight, fight, fight. You can do it. Uh, I need you around, my brother. I need you for more punchlines. Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, 
Yeah, oh, okay. Jimmy Carter, he's wonderful. Habitat for Humanity, wonderful. But as a president, meh. It's proof that you can't, like, mess around with the Iranians. I don't know why Obama is, like, actually negotiating anything with the Iranians. These are the people who took a bunch of, like, American people hostage for, like, what, five kajillion days? In the 70s, it was nuts. I'd run home from school, I'd want to watch Batman, but on every channel, hostage, day 9,452. I'm four, I'm like, would somebody get him out of there? What's Jimmy Carter doing? And you know what got the hostages home? I'll tell you what, Ronald Reagan did, right? Yeah, that's what we need today. We need a Ronald Reagan. You know what Ronald Reagan had? He had that shaky head and those wild eyes. Yeah, he was a little crazy. And I love that about him. You didn't know what he was going to do next. And when he said something, he meant it. Reagan was like, I can't remember if we bombed you yet or not, but screw it. Pow, there you go. Other countries like, we did nothing. We did nothing. Why did you bomb us? Well, you thought about it and ba-boom, that's what you get. And we were safe. Reagan invaded Granada. I don't, to this day, I don't even know what those people did, but they haven't done it again. That was it. Reagan was great. Reagan, remember, uh, remember Muammar Gaddafi? Back in the day, there was this terrorist, Muammar Gaddafi, and everybody was afraid of Muammar. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And Reagan was like, I got an idea. How about we bomb where he sleeps? And they're like, you can't just do that, Mr. President. You have to take a vote. No, I don't think I do. Pow! Launch! How about them apples, buddy? You need a little crazy in your president. I liked George Bush, George W. A lot of people made fun of him. I like that guy, that crazy Texas cowboy. That was awesome. Other countries are like, whoa, stay away. They're mad. That's good. I like it, you know, after, after 9-11 when Bush came out and he's like, we're going to find the evildoers, we're going to smoke them out of their hole, get a posse, get some gun, pow, 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 ding 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 I'm just watching Fox News. Yeah! It was great. You don't negotiate with, like, Iran. It just they, they have a death to America day. They have a parade where they, and like, we're negotiating in good faith. They have four of our hostages. You don't do that. Bill Clinton wouldn't do that. Clinton, at least, say what you will. Everybody forgets this about Bill Clinton. At the end of his uh, admin administration, he had three different wars going on. Bill was bombing the heck out of people, yeah, because Monica Lewinsky wasn't around anymore and Bill was a little tense. That's a joke for the grown-ups. Yeah. It was great. I liked the first George Bush, right? He was awesome. The Persian Gulf War, that was a great war. That war lasted like a long weekend in July. My favorite part about the first George Bush is that he wouldn't call Saddam Hussein Saddam. He called him Saddam because he knew it made him mad, right? Now, every time Bush would give a speech, he'd go, Saddam, 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 Saddam. And the guy was just over in his bunker in Iraq, just, Ooh! It's Saddam. It's not that hard to pronounce. What's wrong with this guy? Saddam, Saddam, Saddam. Big ol' fatty Saddam. It was great. When your president fights like a third grader, you are in good shape. Hey, this is a very, very uh, exciting time for the show. We are about to do our very first annual Loftus Party Summer Barbecue. And to announce the uh, incredible list of people we're inviting is one of the show's writer and producers, Jason Anarino. Jason, you've got the list. These are the attendees for the first annual Loftus Party Summer Bash. Who are we going to invite? Michael, I don't know about some of the people on this Just list. Just read them. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, all right. Uh, Donald Trump. Yes. I want, uh, listen, here's why you invite Donald Trump. The dude has money, and he's got class, and he's going to build a big wall and keep all the ne'er-do-wells out. He's a good invite for the party. Okay. He will bring booze. All right, you sold me. Uh, Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. You want Bill. He's going to bring the ladies. Bill's going to show up like, I hope it's cool, but I brought Tammy, and I brought Taniqua, and I brought a bunch of other girls. They are hot. I'll be like, come on in, Bill. I like your thinking. Oh, what about Hillary? No Should Hillary. Okay. No. No. Uh, Sarah Palin? Sarah Palin. Absolutely. 
She's a maverick. She's going to walk in with a couple of six-packs and some boots. She's like, what do I put these? And I'm like, whatever you want, Sarah. No Todd. No Todd. Okay, so no plus one for Sarah. No plus one for her. Uh, I don't understand this one. Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. He's a little weird, but I kind of like him in like in a weirdo uncle, you know, kind of a way. He'll be okay, but we'll keep an eye on him. He might get weird around the snacks. Like, this nacho division is totally unfair. I'm going to be in charge of the nachos. You get one chip with guacamole. No guacamole for you. You pay extra. Give me all the chips. I got to keep these. It's, you know what? Forget it. No Bernie okay. Sanders. Okay. All right, he's out. I don't know if this was a mistake when you emailed me this, but uh, Barack Obama? Uh, yeah. Hey, he's, listen, if the cops show up, I want that dude in the front yard talking to him. Because there's something about when you're talking to him, you tend to believe him, and then a couple days later, you're like, what happened? How did this happen? Yeah, yeah. So keep us out of jail. It's like that Jedi mind trick. Absolutely. This isn't the party you're looking for. <laughs> uh... Richard Nixon? I want Richard Nixon there. I want that sweaty dude in the corner just looking around like a squirrel. People would be like, what's up with that guy? I'm like, I don't know. Let's go over here. Bill Clinton's got a bunch of booze. Michael, he's dead. He's invited. He's my friend. I'll send him an, I'll send him an invite. Okay. Uh, George W. Bush. George W. Bush, absolutely. You want that guy at the party. He's going to organize everything. There's going to be fireworks on the roof. Yeah. He's going to be like, this is an awesome time. Everybody, somebody pass me a cold one. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be fireworks on the roof. Pow, pow, pickety, pow. Shucking <laughs> all, shucking all. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yahoo! What about Jeb? Jeb? No Jeb. Okay. <laughs> Jeb, Jeb will show up and he'll try to act like he's having a good time. And you're like, dude, you're not into it. Help him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he deserves to come to the party because his brother's there. <laughs> Another dead guy, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. I want Thomas him Jefferson. He's a visionary and he's got guts. He's like Louisiana Purchase, Lewis and Clark. Let's do it. Let's go. When you have a semi-bad idea, I'm going to turn around and T.J. Jefferson's going to be like, let's do it. <laughs> and then Bush is going to light fireworks and it's going to be awesome. All right. JFK. JFK, he gets to show up. Once again, he's going to bring a lot of ladies. He's like, oh, I predict this thing's going to get big. Where's Marilyn? What about Teddy? No Teddy. He's okay. just, just going to get drunk and cry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, George Washington. George Washington? No. He's a bummer. Really? He's too serious. That's just it. He was look, a, at his, look at the quarter. He's not smiling. Uh-huh. He's the first president of the United States. I know. You know how he got there? By being serious and thinking all the time. Washington did not partake. All right. He's not in. Uh, I don't know who these guys are. Albert Finney and Peter O'Toole. Yeah. I just want them there. They're going to party. It's going to be a good time. All right. We're going to need an ambulance after those guys. All right. You got one more guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Why? Dude is the life of the party. Listen, by midnight, we're all going to be naked, walking around, taking moon baths. He invented that stuff. There's going to be hot French chicks. They're going to be wearing beaver hats going, yeah. how did I get here? I love this party. And then by the end of the evening, we'll all be on the roof flying kites, hoping to get struck by lightning. It, it will get weird. I got to tell you, I'm really excited. I can't, I, like, I can't wait to go to this party. No. <clears throat> You're not. <laughs> but thanks for helping. You're a good guy. Next year! I was surfing the interwebs, and let's, you know what, let's give it up one time for the interwebs. Thank you, Al Gore. That was a great invention. Guess what I found out? Uh, this is a, an interesting fact. There are now more people on government assistance than there are in the workforce. Yeah, there are more people being supported by tax dollars than there are taxpayers. I know, it's startling. And you're like, where'd you find this out? Well, I'll tell you. The Census Bureau.gov. Yeah, you know you're in for a good time when the website ends in .gov. Whenever it's like .org or .gov, that's going to be .boring. Uh, there's no pictures of cats or uh, 
Jennifer Aniston on some other person's body. Nothing fun like those other websites. This was the Census Bureau. This is the U.S. government right here. And according to them, 109 million people on uh, welfare and 105 million people actually working. And out of that 105 people working, 15 million of those jobs are actually government jobs. So in reality, you have 90 million people paying for everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how long we can go on like this. Now, I, you can almost hear them right now. There's politicians and there's people on stages and there's, there's idiots saying, uh, you know what? People need to start paying their fair share. That was like an Al Gore. Let's make that, let's make that Bernie Sanders. People need to pay their fair share. Here's the deal with fair share. Uh, this, is, this is a fact. For every dollar I make as a stand-up uh, comic, I have to give 60 cents to the government. I live off of 40 cents out of every dollar. If this gets any more fair, I'm going to need government assistance. So now I'm sitting in front of my computer and I'm freaking out a little bit, you know? I'm looking into government assistance, you know? What is this wonderful, carefree existence called welfare? Well, after doing some research, I found this out. Welfare is hard work. You have to fill out a million forms. You got to pick up checks. You got to hop this bus to get to that office. You got to figure out what the heck WIC is. You got to recharge your food stamp cards. You got to go this. You can't collect on that because you got to collect on this. And if you do that, you better have kids and you can't collect both. If this runs out on that date, you got to do this on this date. You're not going to qualify for that on that date. And it is just a giant hassle. And what is the grand prize when you jump through all these government hoops, when you get through this giant bureaucratic circus. Here's what you get. $650 a month. <laughs> it's crazy, right? The government solution is $650 a month. You know what else pays about $650 a month? A part-time job, right? So imagine what a full-time job would be. It would be like a dream. There'd be cars and vacation and second homes and 401ks. It would be crazy, and it would be easier than the welfare system. That's what I'm here tonight to say. I don't think government's the answer. You could take every nickel from every billionaire in the country, every nickel, and it still isn't going to add up to anything or fix the problem. Instead of 650 bucks a month, now you'll get $670 a month. You're still going to be poor and bummed out. And I'm not talking about regular bummed out. I'm talking about a special kind of bummed out where you're forced to watch Tyler Perry soap operas all day. Yeah, you don't even get the funny, like, I'm the old funny grandma movies. Yeah, you have to watch the dramas that he writes. It's bad. The government can't fix the problem. The only time the government is the answer is when the question is, how do we waste this giant pile of money? That they do really well. Here's the real solution. Uh, in my opinion, jobs, small businesses. Here's a, a fun to know fact. A long time ago, there was an orphan in Columbus, Ohio, who wanted to make hamburgers. He worked really hard. Boom! Wendy's. Yeah, that's right. And there was another guy back in Ohio. He wanted to sell women's dresses. And that was a little weird. But he worked really hard. And he turned that into the limited and Victoria's Secret, a giant industry. Boom, boom, biggity, boom. And there was another kid in Southern California. He wanted to make computers in his garage. And you know where he is today? I don't know either, but his neighbor was Steve Jobs, and that guy did pretty well. So that's my point. If the government really wants to help, they can by getting out of the way and letting small businesses go. And right now, there's a government employee going, we should get a bunch of people together and do facts and surveys. And no, no, you don't have to do anything. But shouldn't we raise a tax to help them? No, no, no. Don't do anything. Support small businesses. Get out of the way. It's that easy, right? Tonight, uh, I want to talk about the presidential election. We are uh, very lucky. We get to vote. We live in a country where our votes count, and that's fantastic. And I love, love, love that America picks the president on a Tuesday. That's really, that's so American. We don't do it on a Monday because we're all too hungover from the weekend. So we blow it off till Tuesday. That's incredible. 
right? That's that's a great Tuesday for us. Every other country, they just get like a regular Tuesday. You know, hey, what'd you do uh, Tuesday? Rest of the world? Oh, you worked? Is that what you did? That's cute. Guess what we did? We picked the leader of planet Earth. Boom! <laughs> Sit down, Thailand, and shut up, Cuba. We get it done on Tuesday. You should see what we do on Sunday. It's nuts. But how does this happen? How do we pick the most powerful person in the free world? Do we study their resumes, go through their accomplishments, education, grades in school, their decision-making history? No. We line them up on TV according to a popularity contest straight out of high school, and we vote for the one who came up with the best one-liner and put-down in a big reality show we call The Presidential Debates. Yes, it's wonderful. Who cares if they know how to keep us safe or make society better? It's not about who has the best ideas. It's about who can make the other one look like a fool or which one had the best joke. It's not about the debate. It's about which guy hired the best writers to come up with a zinger, right? And I'm guilty, too. I love the zinger. I'm a big fan of the zinger. You know what I love more than the zinger? When a zinger falls flat. Right? right? When Jeb Bush was up there looking at Marco Rubio and he's like, what is a Senate? Like, like the French work week? <laughs> like, a, like a French work week? It just, it just laid there. And then Rubio had a zinger for that. He was ready to go. Rubio had a zinger ready for Bush's zinger fail. That is amazing right there. Now, a long time ago, and I mean a long time ago, I'm talking about before TV, people <laughs> used to actually read what was said in the debates in the newspaper, and that's how they would decide who to vote for. That's how Abraham Lincoln won. I, I don't know if you knew this, but historians know. They say Lincoln had a high-pitched, nasally voice. He would never win a debate on TV nowadays. He'd be like, I think we need to fix this country. A union divided cannot stand. Ah! <laughs> and people would be like, I can't vote for Pee Wee Herman. And you're like, ah, four score and seven years ago. La, 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 la. <laughs> Nowadays, it's all about how smooth and polished they are. It's like they're actors auditioning. But this is America. It's not a movie or a Broadway musical. This is a country. We're giving out the keys to the White House, not awarding a nighttime Emmy. Uh, for best performance in a nighttime debate, the Emmy goes to Bernie Sanders for No One Cares About Your Emails. <laughs> I didn't know I was going to win. I would have prepared. Uh, I want to thank Robert Hartman from Levity. I'd like to thank... <laughs> I, I, I want to thank my beautiful wife. Here's what I think we should do. Here's what I think we should do. Here's how we should decide the next president. Video games. Now, hear me out. I'm not crazy. I don't want to make Hillary Clinton play Mortal Kombat, although that would be fun, right? She's already wearing the kung fu pantsuit. She'd go at it, you know, like Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, finish him! Here's what we do. We make all the candidates play a big game of SimCity. Everybody gets the same amount of money, and whoever has the best city at the end of the tournament wins, right? You could be Hillary. How's your SimCity coming? She's like, I ran out of money on the second day. People are rounded up. I put them into fun camps. A couple of embassies went down, but the guards and I are happy. Ah! <laughs> I'm going to be a great queen. I mean, president. <laughs> like, hey, Bernie Sanders, how's your city doing? Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, my city's full of people waiting in line for toilet paper. Everybody's broke, but uh, the college is free. Uh, and somehow all the rich people left my city and headed to another computer. I don't know how they did it. Donald, Donald Trump, how's your city? Michael, my city's beautiful. There's a huge, there's a huge wall around it. It's not a city. It's a multi-billion dollar casino. There's a big T on the side. And look at the pools on the rooftop, Michael. They're huge. Marco Rubio, how's your city doing? Michael, I colonized the moon and seven other planets. Mars is now turning a profit. Jupiter's run by Coca-Cola. Did I mention I was the son of immigrants? All right. We have a winner. If you can't manage a simulation of a city, you shouldn't be getting to manage a real country. I don't want debates. I want video games. That's the key to fixing America. I'm Michael Loftus, and I approve of this message.
hey, you can live uh, in the real world. It's kind of crazy. Things don't make sense. Or you could live with me in my brain where everything's wonderful all the time. It's a place I like to call Michaeltopia. Join me, won't you? In Michaeltopia, there are no VA hospitals. There are regular hospitals, and veterans get to go to the front of the line. Okay? Thank you. You got some lady sitting in the ER, and she's like, I stubbed my toe, and it's, I think it's worse than a bruise. Sit down, Gladys. G.I. <laughs> Joe needs a CAT scan, and he gets to go in front of you. Yeah. We're spending huge money in America on programs that help people who got into our country illegally. Now, I think people who fought for our freedom and our country and risked their lives should get their help first. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> My other solution is we have all the homeless vets and veterans who need help. We take them to Mexico and they sneak in across the border and they say they're from El Salvador. <laughs> Maybe then they'll get the help they deserve. Boom, free health care and welfare for them. In Michaeltopia, fat people don't have to pretend they aren't hungry at a restaurant. Have you? <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Like some huge guy just nibbling on a salad and he's looking around like, I don't know how this happened. All I do is nibble on salad all day. No, you don't. Eat, man. Eat. Be happy. You're not fooling anyone with your little pretend nibbling. In your heart of hearts, you're eating three hot fudge sundaes. You're wrapping up the tablecloth, eating a giant rack of ribs. So go for it, dude. Life is short especially yours. Enjoy yourself. Ah. In Michaeltopia, we will stop looking for space aliens. Because guess what? I don't think we want to find any, all right? Traditionally, the locals don't do so good when the technologically advanced invaders show up, okay? If the galaxy was a great big giant house, humans are like a little tiny colony of ants that are hiding in the corner of the basement. And I don't think we should be screaming to tell the owners that we're down there making a little civilization. Because they're going to bring a can of raid down and go, I thought we sprayed for these things, bleep lorp. No, that was the dinosaurs we killed. We, ca we have to wipe these all out. So in Michaeltopia, we hide from the aliens and we live. Yes. In Michaeltopia, people don't pull out little magic markers to see if my money's counterfeit. Okay? I don't know if this has happened to you. I go to a yogurt store, I hand the girl a 20, and she's like, okay. Then she does the marker and she looks at it. <laughs> I, guess you're, I guess you're not a criminal. I, yeah, she just called me a liar in front of my children. So in Michaeltopia, you know what we do? After that little girl hands me back the change, I go, hey, can I borrow the marker? Because I don't trust you, honey. Hmm? Let's see if your five's any good. I guess it's all right. In Michaeltopia, we will organize and invade California. Seriously, like-minded individuals, let's just take it over. We'll flood this entire state with conservative Republicans. Yeah. People always say, well, if you're a Republican, maybe you should move to Texas. And I'm like, no, I want California. California's got it all. We've got mountains, there's beaches, there's wildlife, Disney theme parks, palm trees. California's where it's at, man. Let's take it over. Come on out, move, start to vote. We'll build a giant wall, not with Mexico, but with the rest of America. It's Michaeltopia in California, baby. See? That was fun.
that's how it works. Do me a favor. Go to theloftestparty.com. There is more fun there. There are clips of the show. There's more podcasts. Uh, and please, subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is The Loftus Party. Follow us on Twitter at Flipside Loftus. You know what? I think you guys are awesome. And I'm not just sucking up. I'm saying it because, well, I'm sucking up. God bless you. I'll see you next time.